0: A rock of talk.
1: Six oh six in the five oh five with more four one one here for your third hour. I am Eddie Aragon. the rock of talk on AM sixteen hundred KIYA ninety three point seven FM. Rudy, you got to bring me one of those uh, freezer to oven uh, meals so I can brag about them on air. Or how about taco tote? Or uh, just anything, Rudy. Just just bring you know it know here. What? You tomorrow, talk so much about I, all these places, and I literally.
0: Tomorrow, I promise. Uh, I th- I'll get what I think is I think their finest freezer oven meal. Yeah, their finest. Okay,
1: all right, we got it. There it is. Uh, Dowd, uh, third hour. Happy to you. Uh, happy third hour to you. But you were looking up the, the information and trying to corroborate what I was saying.
2: Yes, it's uh, enormously complex. Uh, uh, basically, if if nobody gets a majority of the electoral college votes, it kicks to the house. So right. the house gets to decide who becomes president. But instead of the house members voting. Each state gets one vote, right. uh, which is very uh, curious, and it, it's happened very, very rarely in American history. So, last time was uh, 1824. J- 1824. Uh, John Quincy Adams. But okay, um, it, it, Pelosi could end up having an inordinate number of power, uh, amount of power. This is from the Washington Post. Interesting, and I'm still trying to process the the horror, the pro- horror that this I'll is. I'll let
1: you process it while we uh, <laughs> while we uh, get through uh, the. I've got so much more right uh, here. We, we should probably start talking about, you know, the balance. We'll talk about New Mexico and how things are really shutting down here. We'll get to that, back to that uh, okay. uh, momentarily. Um, the number of rigs continue to decrease here. Yep. And overall in this country. It's awful. 244 total rigs, active really drilling rigs, 172. We were over 100 in the state of New Mexico. 70 gas drilling rigs. 24 directional, 207 horizontal, not very much left. The number of drilling rigs decreased the most by 4 in the state of Texas to now at only 100. The state of New Mexico, I think, if I'm not mistaken, we're somewhere around uh, 18 to 20 rigs. We were over 100 here Mm. in the state of New Mexico. Mm. But, you know, the economic uh, storm that's coming isn't coming because of any of the Democrat policy. They're the ones who are really trying to advocate on behalf of opening up New Mexico. New Mexico, we're open for business, right, Michelle Lujan Grisham? Well, there was this big puff piece by your favorite, Kevin Avila Robinson. Doubt I know how much you love him. Oh, I do. We're in the running. <laughs> uh, and this is a hilarious part because it, it's it's so hilarious. Let me put it this way. I know Kevin's listening. By the way, he hates me. I don't know if you knew this or not. You probably liked. That I would bit.
2: wear. I would wear his hate as a badge of honor.
1: Really? Why? Why is that?
2: Um, he is a corporate welfare apologist for a corrupt status quo in the state of New Mexico. He's not a journalist. Oh, huh. There you go. Other than
1: that, I really like I, that. I, How do you like me now? Yeah. All right. Uh, Albuquerque is one of. Get this. Not one of three finalists. Not one of four finalists. Not one of five. Not one of ten. Not one of twenty. Not one of thirty. But Albuquerque is one of 31 locations nationwide that the U.S. Department of Defense is now considering to set up a new headquarters. Should we get excited? I mean, when you watch Miss America, honestly, I mean, you weren't happy until the top 10. And of that, you were like, just get rid of the top five in order to get rid of the bottom five. <sighs> like, you, this isn't a dog <laughs> and pony show. It really is. You don't have to do the song and dance for anybody because we aren't in the beauty contest. Make no mistake about it. Space Force is not going to be picked. Um, is not going to be picking no, the, uni- no, the state of New Mexico. No, it and here's, no. the, here's the catcher. Here's the takeaway. Here's the feel-good journalism. If New Mexico lands a Space Command, it would bring more than 1,000 new jobs to the city. Let me tell you, Democrats, stop talking about jobs. Because you don't know anything about jobs or providing them. You know about killing them. That's right. That's what you know how to do. You know how to kill business. You know how to kill jobs. Huh, hey, are we still talking about the Albuquerque Rapid Transit? Oh, <laughs> well, believe it or not, the Albuquerque Rapid Transit is making making news while the city of Albuquerque is bleeding. No, I don't mean the latest uh, three homicide count on Friday or the. Oh, but did, we, did you see the uh, the fundraising by all the different candidates who are trying to fundraise off of that? Suddenly, suddenly they're talking about crime over the weekend. Mm-hmm, oh, mm-hmm. if you're if you're against homicides. City of Albuquerque to pay $712,000 to business owners for lost revenue from the art project. What about the 65-plus businesses yeah. that were closed due to the Albuquerque Rapid Transit?
2: Knob Hill Furniture. Huh? I bought a, I bought a table from them as they were going out of business. Got it at half price. <sighs> Poor guys.
1: We've heard from businesses along Central over the years complain about losing business you look at knob hill it's a ghost town if you look at downtown central i mean it's like it shut down three years ago the attorney for the business owners in the shopping center at central latrisco said when the art project was still under construction his client lost a lot of business and it never got better of course that was by design the design was to shut down those businesses and get all these people to buy up all that property for 20 cents on the dollar that was the purpose to redevelop it over the next 10, 15 years. Construction, developers, commercial real estate people, according to the attorney, took the city to the court and fought to have the city pay his client for all the lost business. I just want to ask, why did he have to take them to court yeah. when we knew what the cause for the lost business prior to COVID-19 was? And for you public officials who said, well, if that, that business was probably just going to shut down anyway. You're the worst of them, in my opinion. You're the absolute worst of all these people because you were supposed to protect those businesses. Not in terms of corporate welfare, not for subsidizing, not for giving them money, but you were supposed to protect them from your little construction project that nobody rides. All you see up and down Central right now is nothing but homeless homeless people. people, Yeah, Yeah, I took my kids to the duck pond both on uh, Saturday and Sunday. We were looking at it and we're like, oh my gosh, this is a disaster. The attorney said the city's lack of compassion for the business owners not only cost them more than half a million dollars, but it's punishing the taxpayers as well. Mr. Sean's a good person. I think they didn't want to spend the money. That's hard to say for a lawyer. I think they didn't want to spend the money to move, redo the entrance. Instead, they got more expensive judgment. They could have fixed this by just listening to the owner. By the way, the city of Albuquerque is in arrears. $69,000 is all that's been paid of that seven hundred and twelve, and he hasn't seen any indication of the city plans on making any more payments. Not exactly surprising from the Mayor Keller administration, which inherited it despite the fact that they spent, was it, 120-some-odd million dollars? Yeah, yeah. uh, uh, Bradbury Stam got a nice fat payment, oh, as yeah. well as all the uh, yep. people who were associated well, with that. Was that federal mayor money, so it, was free. it was free. Oh, was free. that's right. Yeah, there that, that that was nothing was, here. That didn't
2: add to the national debt. No, no. it didn't. So
1: we spent federal money to shut down small businesses? Oh, that's the way communism works.
2: And who was the mayor who was responsible for this? Barrett. What, what political party was he for associated with? A Republican.
1: Okay. Can't tell the difference anymore. You really can't. Well, here's what's happening with regard to these restaurants. So it's just a compounding thing. I mean, these businesses, these restaurants are hanging by a string. Hey, oh. you want to know, uh, I want you to guys go uh, support Flames. So oh, Corey. Yeah, yeah, go support Flames. Call him uh, directly. I'll, I need to uh, uh, play him. Where his. is he located? Uh, he's up on U Bank in Montgomery. Yeah. Montgomery. Yeah. Okay. So easy to get to. You need to know where a restaurant is. Just ask Ruby. <laughs> well, <laughs> just let me. Uh, the encyclopedia. Uh, he's encyclopedic <laughs> about it. That is true. Um, according to a judge on Friday, when they had this, the restaurants may file a revised suit for state records. I have to ask why. Why at this point? We know she lied. We know the mani- The information was made up. We know that they don't have anything and they can just manufacture any of this information. The judge had the previous judge had ruled that, oh, well, you can't go out and find records that don't exist in the first place. But literally that's what's written at the very bottom. Yeah. State District Judge Josh Allison ran in a motion to dismiss the complaint, ruling that it was premature to sue before the state had actually denied the request for records. Well, maybe there's no records. Mm-hmm. Do we know if there's records? <laughs> He also granted the Restaurant Association permission to file an amended version of the complaint within a week, a move that would allow the group to continue its legal push for the records that we don't know actually exist at this point because, remember, folks, the state did not actually deny the request for records because maybe it didn't have any. I mean, so ridiculous. But this is actually starting to... Maybe impact uh, people in Michelle Lujan Grisham's backyard. <laughs> French restaurant. French uh,
2: dining. Oh. Oh. Oh.
1: Uh, you think that's the only reason I put this in here, so I can do that? No. Does Mr. Grande know about good escargot? <laughs> no. <laughs> that's
0: really good. In a word.
2: Who's closing in Santa Fe? Dowd. Uh, L'Olivier at the corner of Galisteo and West Alamita. Yes, the French restaurant, the Grenet's fine dining in downtown Santa Fe will lose the landscaped French enclave restaurant, L'Olivier, by the end of August. Oh, Mr. Grande, another restaurant going into business in this state. Um, you know, listen, I don't, I don't root for Santa Fe because they, they deserve everything they get. But you know, they have employees. whoa,
1: whoa, whoa, whoa! Before we go that too far, I every restaurant in, the, in Santa Fe, which was noted as one of the top. Five per capita eating places yeah. in the country. Right there with New York, San Francisco. I mean, it was right there. And what's really interesting about this, let me tell you. When did it make its announcement to shut down? In August. Yes. Folks, this is the height yes. of Santa Fe. You want to know the peak months for Santa Fe? July, August, September. This guy... Has been in New York City, San Francisco. Then he came here to Santa Fe, thinking, "Well, I uh, just love to be here. This is this is great." He moved here in two thousand. Came from France to work as executive chef. Oof. Here he is opening his own place, and literally the governor shuts him down yeah. with her edicts and her orders
2: coming down. So it's it,
1: I don't know if she ever fancied it. Probably not. More stuff happening up in Santa Fe. I mean, this is this is abysmal right now.
2: Well, it's that thing. Is he said we were we were okay at fifty we percent inside. Were. They were able to sort of skip along, but we reversed that right, and we ended all yeah. indoor dining again.
1: But how many other people? I mean, and remember that's a that's a high margin restaurant. Oh, the the the, the big ticket, uh, if you will, for Rovier was what his rent his property and probably his labor cuz i believe the minimum wage up in uh, santa fe is what 15 bucks it's, uh, it's probably at least yeah, the prevailing wage 12, something yeah. like that yeah santa fe pro musica cancels its 2021 event including its concerts in 2021 yes folks nine scheduled concerts all the way through next may and they're calling it a year of hibernation Santa Fe Opera, uh, the major contributor, he happened to die over the weekend. 88 years of age, largest annual contributor to the Santa Fe Opera. In addition, just think, in addition to the shutdown season, which has to go ahead and replenish all the funds and the talent and everything else that you need to get the Santa Fe Opera, I think it's now doubtful that the Santa Fe Opera returns for 2021. This is something that's been going back since the late 1950s. Santa Fe Chamber Music Festival canceled the 2020 season. They're saying that they are committed to 2021, but given what's happened, how can we trust any of this? Is anybody making their plans at this point for 2021? Thinking of the uh, second biggest boondoggle, third being the Albuquerque Rapid Transit, second being the Rail Runner, and the first being <laughs> the Spaceport America. The Rail Runner. Yes, the Rail Runner will probably not reopen through the remainder of the year, mostly due to COVID-19. Railrunners in our list of things, Michelle Lujan Grisham said, that we need to think about. Remember the dimmer switch. I don't want to do it too fast, but it is an issue particularly for commuters. This is another, uh, Richardson has two boondoggles under his belt, the Railrunner and Spaceport. Rapid Transit, well, might as well be Mayor Marty's, but Barry was stupid enough to go ahead and adopt it. And uh, Bob's your uncle. Let's uh, check into environs not servicing the Santa Fe area, which has the highest per capita income in the entire state. And let's look at Navajo Nation. They're beginning a gradual reopening. So there was only 17 cases. Was that what it was in McKinley County that's happening right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, here's what's happening in Gallup, New Mexico. Oof. They're starting to talk about another wave of infections coming in. Who's running this show? just absolutely incredible. It's been shut down for five-plus months. Karen Bedoni has talked about the 84-hour weekend shutdowns that have had consistently uh, been occurring. I know a number of people, I don't know if you've you've seen them, but there's a lot of people coming in from the reservations here to the city of Albuquerque. Have you noticed them coming in and out and and at various, uh, various places here in Albuquerque? Gallup and McKinley County. And what they're talking and signaling right now is an economic collapse. It's very possible Gallup won't exist in 20 years, Mm -hmm. if not before. If not earlier. Just think about this. And all the while, we're sort of adjusting to Michelle Lujan Grisham's edicts that are coming, and have been coming, and have been here, as we embrace new models to boost business. KOB Channel 4 had a write-up on this. They said, group of young farmers have created a new way to sell their produce out of the coronavirus. You can find that at kob.com. Oh, wow. We should just go ahead and figure out ways to adjust. How about just opening up? Why do we have to constantly adapt? Why does everybody have to move around? You have yeah. a, a two, 2 million people moving around for one person? Yeah. Or would it be better to have one person making it actually accessible for the 2 million people to operate their life? School, work, business, like, you know, riddle me that. How does that work?
2: Her new normal. We want our old normal.
1: Well, here's the way it works. Think, Zoe Fink, National Young Farmers Coalition, and they're just trying to be optimistic. A group of eight farmers decided to create a CSA, or Community Supported Agricultural Program, COMMUNE, which provides a weekly subscription to vegetables. It helps cover the cost up front for the farmers around the season. Each bag is $25, bucks. sign up cost for a period of
2: time. I, I know this a little is, bit about this, is, this coming out of the, sure, the, uh, from I, apples, uh, tell it to me. It's not, Please listen, every market has its own niche. If you want to do a CSA, community-supported agriculture, by all means, do it. The people who subscribe to these services tend to be rich liberals, okay? So there's a, there's a limited amount. You're not really serving the broader market. So if you can make this model My work farm. for your farm, go right ahead. But don't think this is any great you know, economic development experiment going on. It's not going to work out that way. Rich liberals enjoying uh, locally produced produce, okay? Most, most people are looking for produce that they can afford uh, as more and more people are out of work in the state.
1: I just did uh, farms in Albuquerque, and there's one, two, three, four. There's Cheese Chispas. Chispas Farm on Saveda Road, Rio Grande Community Farm, Old Town Farm and Bike and Coffee, Skarsgård Farms. Oh, uh, that's a delivery service. They have those uh, lime green sherbet-looking yep, yep. fancy trucks that go deliver, you know, your, your stuff. Old Town Farm must be nice to just uh, have your produce delivered to you,
2: right? It's 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 a market niche. Most people are not going to be able to afford what, that. What
1: is the, what is that niche? Is it is it like the energy, like the renewable energy, like solar yeah, and wind? Yeah, like, yeah. Well, rich liberals uh, they
2: love to kind of turn the their back. nose up. And say, well, we ha- I subscribe to a community-supported agriculture. Our, all of our produce that we eat is grown locally. We don't go to Costco for our apples.
1: <laughs> let's
2: go to Tesla. Let's,
1: let's go get in our Teslas and go charge them up. Yes, yes. Well, I've got solar panels coming uh, Coming, in. They spend, how, how much fossil fuels were used to manufacture your wind farm or your uh, solar farm? or.
2: Well, all those green jobs, I mean, we're losing 200 jobs at the Gallup refinery and 226 oh, uh, jobs at the than Escalante that. generating station. Oh, it's way more than so that. So all those jobs are going to be easily replaced by green, green new you know what jobs. Our, you know
1: what we produce even more than oil? <laughs> Coal. Yeah. Coal, folks. Yeah. Coal.
2: There's a lot of it here.
1: Gosh. What are we doing anymore? Well, let's uh, continue. 550 50 500. Uh, work is ongoing at the U.S. nuclear repository. We should be we should be very happy, well, because it has to. That's the U.S. Department of Energy. Our guard is down. Who knows when we might need you know, nuclear uh, <laughs> weapons again? Right, nuclear <laughs>
2: energy. I can think of some uh, people who like to homes. shoot nuclear weapons at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: nursing homes starting
2: to reopen up right now. Oh, <laughs> starting yeah. Starting to let in visitors. Uh, yeah, that's, I mean, did the government allow that, right? We have
1: to reintroduce the uh, COVID-19 uh, with, you know, COVID-safe practices. We're going to do that. So I, I so Gallup's bracing for another economic collapse and another spike, right, in, uh, in uh, I guess, in, in infections that they're getting. Santa Fe, restaurants are shutting down. Things are shutting down. Lovier is shut down. There's no Indian market. There was no Hispanic market. Santa Fe Opera, Pro Musica. I mean, there's nothing happening in Santa Fe.
2: County Fair, State Fair, shut down. Protests are happening. Oh,
1: man. definitely protests. You could do that. And the film industry is is getting back into the the swing of things because that's state subsidized, right? the uh, Mexico I... <laughs> State is looking at a uh, probably a, a twelve to fifteen percent budget cut.
2: Yeah, and they're looking We've to unionize. Got... That's their answer to the to budget cuts. <laughs> we have no
1: money. Let's unionize and drive costs
2: up. Okay. That's yeah, that's great. They're
1: yeah. not thinking about that. They're fighting for their... It's funny because these professors are fighting for their pay and their benefits despite the fact that they are protesting that they don't want to work. Yeah. Like, How does that work?
2: Uh, it's called chutzpah. <laughs> it's a Yiddish word that not, is not used in New Mexico much, but... Uh, I think it's, the, it's defined in the Jewish community in our country as uh, murdering your parents and then throwing yourselves on the mercy of, mercy of the court because you're an orphan. That's <laughs> chutzpah. Wonderful word. Chutzpah. Yiddish word, chutzpah. Uh,
1: let's talk about uh, another story that came out since we're so full of good news here. New Mexico's alcohol related deaths. Yep. Highest in the United States.
2: Some things never change. Yeah. <laughs> the
1: Department of Health says the rate of 52.3 per 100,000 population was twice the U.S. rate from 2011 to 2015, pre-COVID, by the way. That's five years pre-COVID. The average U.S. alcohol-related death rate, 27.4. 1,651 deaths per 100,000 population. Trying to figure what that is right there. Like a 1,651 per 100,000. There's nobody even in our neighborhood. Oh, no, no, no. Is that what what is the next state it's got to be like twelve, 1300
2: uh, you know it's probably Montana Dakota's places with large tribal you know, communities tend to have those those numbers very high but what I, what I love Eddie is uh, the, the, talk about Hotzpah <laughs> so you've got uh, Kunkel our uh, one of our health public health commissars Our efforts to reduce alcohol misuse includes supporting policy development at both the county and state levels. every dollar that has been spent, on fighting alcohol misuse in New Mexico in the last five years, in the last ten years, in the last twenty years, we remain sky high. Is there any accountability for any of these government programs? You're paying for them, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, folks,
1: I, listen to this. Let me listen to this. So we have a. Uh, this is gonna. This is going to blow your mind. Age-adjusted alcohol attributed deaths per 100,000 population. Th- this is. I, I can't even believe I'm reading this. For the state of New Mexico, 52.3. The next highest one, you think it's somewhere in the early, uh, you know, low 50s, right? No. How about the mid-40s? Mm, no. How about the low 40s? Mm, yeah, again, yeah, not even in the neighborhood. The next one up, uh, Nevada at 34.6. Yeah, Nearly 20. Points below, in Oklahoma at 36.4. There you go, folks. How bad is New Mexico when it comes to alcohol? Nothing could be worse. This is it. We, we not only lead the nation, the rest of the states don't even have to worry about our situation.
2: And, of course, we know the answer is more public investment. That's going to be yes. kind of thing, turn things more around. Education. It always does in this state. Yeah.
1: Between alcohol and gambling? Are you kidding me? right. 550-5500. 500. That's 550-5500. Let me read all your uh, text. Uh, here we are. Uh, hi, Eddie. Jeff, you what New, Mexi- what New Mexico produces? Thanks to our leadership, BS and insanity. Mm. Yep. Corruption. Uh, see. Uh, Eddie, did you see this? Don't forget about Silverleaf Farms. That got a big grant to put up their solar for basically free. I don't know what that is. There are a lot of
2: those grant programs.
1: What What is that? Silverleaf Farms got a grant to put up their solar so they could do community-based Agricultural? Is that what it is?
2: Uh, oh, Corrales, of course, my beloved Corrales. Yeah. Oh man, the
1: uh, Santa Fe of uh, the Albuquerque area. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Did you hear about this uh, whole thing? I got to get to that report. Send me that stuff, guy. I know that you're you're listening right now. Did you see that they were in the city, the uh, town of Corrales, are taking down all the Trump signs?
2: I heard that. I yeah, has it, has it been of, documented anywhere? Yeah, or? yeah. They okay. have
1: a, a bunch of information. It was maybe we can uh, get one of their their guys, maybe like Jay Block or somebody, coming to talk about that. Uh, any rules of similar, civil or criminal procedure, if there are no records, then the state agency did not do the job they were required to by law. Uh, don't send me links. I can't look at them uh, quickly enough. National Nuclear Laboratory Training on White Privilege and White Male Culture. We're talking about that on Wednesday, uh, by the way. Did you see this? What Sandia National Labs did.
0: Oh,
2: yes, yes.
1: Yeah. It designs America's nuclear weapons, hosted a three-day re-education camp where white males were the goal of exposing their white privilege and deconstructing white male culture at Sandia National Labs. Oh, man. Obtained from a exclusive uh, whistleblower, by the way, this was also brought by uh, Josh Hawley. Uh, Hawley? Right. Josh Hawley, a uh, 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 senator from Missouri. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, obtained the exclusive whistleblower documents revealing that last year, the laboratory sent its white male executives to the La Posada Luxury Resort to undergo a mandatory training called White Men's Caucus on Eliminating Racism, Sexism, and Homophobia in Organizations. I think I know two of the guys that probably went, maybe three of the guys that went yeah, to that.
2: I probably know one or two of them. No, the,
1: they didn't need that training to actually uh, eliminate their racism, sexism, and homophobia. That whole thing, they've been emasculated out entirely. On the opening thought work session, the trainers demand that the men make a list of associations about white male culture. The trainers... Right, white supremacists, KKK, Aryan Nation, MAGA hat, privilege, and mass killing. How did MAGA hat MAGA get MAGA hat, there? wow. Shots fired. The trainers then insist that white males must work hard to understand their white privilege, male privilege, and heterosexual privilege. <laughs> I didn't realize there was heterosexual privilege.
2: Oh, man, I am still waiting for my white male heterosexual privilege to kick in. I just had a birthday. I've been waiting for almost five decades for that privilege to kick in. When's it coming,
1: Rudy? They claim that white <laughs> men benefit from positive stereotypes that far outweigh the Tim McVay's and the Ted Kaczynski's of white maleness.
2: Ah.
1: Next, the white... Um, somebody just texted in. Sandia Labs, F you. <laughs> Next, the white male employees must expose the roots of white male culture, which consists of rugged individualism, can-do that. attitude, hard work, striving towards success. I bet you all are a bunch of skinny hipsters you know, with fastidious uh, taste for fashion, and very long, rough beards. Right? Yep. Isn't that the kind that you think? They love their craft beer. In fact, the trainers claim the white male culture leads to lowered quality of life at work and home, reduced life expectancy, unproductive relationships, and high stress. What are they trying to do? (laughs) If it's white
2: and it's male, it's bad.
1: (laughs) Well, there you go. We'll we'll get to that uh, later. Oh, man, you guys are great. I got a lot of... Uh, the DNC is encouraging watch parties for the convention. Are the fund police going to issue citations for violations? Are they exempt? Is bow and arrow going to have a gathering for that? That's a uh, traditional <laughs> yes. place for, for that. You know what that is, uh, Rudy, bow and arrow? No. It's a brewery here in town. Okay. Uh, Eddie heard this joke about the fake news and how they report on Trump. President Trump, the Pope, and the press were on a yacht. Right. right, got to catch myself here just way I have the dump button. Trump was addressing the Pope when a sudden gust of wind came and blew off the Pope's Zucchetto, his hat, into the water. President Trump said, I'll get that for you, and proceeded to walk on water to retrieve the Pope's hat. (laughs) The next day, the headlines from the fake news was that Trump can't swim. (laughs) Very good. Smart. Uh, Danelle says, uh, I love how Obama came out on behalf of the failing U.S. postal system. Wait for it. He had the audacity to mention the successes of UPS and FedEx. <laughs> yes. My God, has he ever mailed a letter in his life? When's the last <laughs> letter that you mailed by UPS or FedEx? As if there's even a correlation. He was half right. Yes, they are successful business, not being run to the ground by the federal government. When is Jeff Bezos going to buy FedEx?
2: Is that in the offing,
1: really? He's got, it's just a matter of time, just to it cut costs. Makes sense for him. Yeah, me, it yeah. makes all the sense in the room. Uh, Eddie, somebody is making money off the COVID test and the PPE. Now there's a saliva test. That's inexpensive and gives immediate results. Isn't it ironic that millions of next dollars were wasted on something our state didn't get? Democrat leaders have pushed so much COVID testing, not to mention it was a way for them to distort and magnify the numbers. Wake up, people. Uh, let's see. Bart went down just like the plots from The Shield and the original RoboCop. I don't remember either one. Let's see. Ever heard the song, I Think My Dog is a Democrat? I actually have, yeah. Spend been some time, Eddie. Is it correct that the I and the L and the vote siding with Trump, the independents, and the uh, libertarians? I was a 10-year independent, and along with two family members, we changed parties to R to vote in the primary. 44% new R voter turnout in New Mexico. That's a record. Something to be uh, optimistic about, folks. Uh, It really uh, is. Uh, I met two conservative Republicans who recently moved to the South Valley from California at my Engage Voters event on Saturday. All right, Daniel, good stuff. Uh the dems are trying to kill people and that seems to be the fact no doubt about it. Uh Eddie? Oh, thank you very much. All right, a couple of other things uh, very quickly. You don't have to spell my name correctly. I realize that some of you have seen Eddie with an IE before you ever seen it uh with a Y.
2: Was that uh, your your choice with the Y or mom's choice or
1: uh... My dad's name is Eddie EDDY so oh,
2: okay. I'm Eddie. I don't really have a You're choice. a junior? I didn't even know that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Eddie senior? Did you know Eddie... that Rudy? Really? I did. Oh. All right. I just know them as Ama and Ahampa. Oh, they love that.
1: let's check on weather and traffic. Here we go.
0: All right, let's put things together, starting with the weather. It is just going to stay hot. That's really the case for the next several days. And we do have that slight chance of rain, a 50% chance, they tell me, and that should last until about 8 o'clock tonight. I know right now it is uh, 95 degrees in Rio Rancho, 95 in Knob Hill, and 91 here at the Rock of Talk. All right, as far as traffic, things seem to be uh, getting kind of nice. Things are loosening up, I think, is a better way of putting that as you make your way around town. Don't forget tomorrow when you uh, head back to work, especially base personnel, if you're going to be on Wyoming uh, and southbound, right at Montgomery, the left lane is going to be closed again tomorrow, so that's going to create a little bit of a snarl. So move over to the right once you get to About Academy. That way you can uh, get through that without too much trouble. This report brought to you by Taco Tote on Central across from the historic Highland Theater. Patio dining and Taco Torte has that family uh, family five meal deal to enjoy takeout. One pound, uh, I'm sorry, one and a half pounds of meat. That's top sirloin, grilled chicken, pork, alabada, beef steak, barbacoa. You get twelve handmade tortillas, rice, beans, cheese, chips, and salsa. If you'd like to get this special, go to Taco Torte online, tacos dot com. With that, we're up to date now. Let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk.
1: All right, final segment. I haven't even looked at the phone, so if you called, I missed it. Phones uh, are forwarded. If you want to jump in on the last uh, few minutes uh, here, uh, Eddie, this is Doug Yates. He's very upset. Uh, apparently, he's upset about the uh, Sandia Labs thing. I guess people want to talk about that. We can talk about that on Wednesday. Disgusting racist by the leaders of Sandia Labs, requiring that they attend this b s seminar. obviously they're trying to brainwash their personnel. It also shows that a lot of scientists just are pretty stupid and not very smart.
2: You know it's funny there was a uh, in Boston a number of years ago it was a national story a guy who was a professional con artist he, he ended up he said he was one of the Rockefellers and he, he ended up uh, he had been around the United States he had killed some people in California. The trial went on. He he kidnapped his daughter and took her away. The, the The woman who married him thought that he was one of the Rockefellers. She was a financial expert who made forty thousand, who grossed forty thousand dollars a week, and she was on the stand. and The attorney asked her, "How you make forty thousand dollars a week? You have this mathematical mind. You've you've been to the Ivy League. And how, how could you not know that your husband was a professional con man? He wasn't a member of the Rockefeller family." And she said, "You can be uh, brilliant in one area and be." very deficient in other areas of your life oh, and i, no doubt about and I it. always think of that when i think of scientists because they are out to lunch when it comes to public policy when it comes to human psychology they, they can be brilliant physicists computer scientists and when it comes to other things be out to lunch
1: well they're you know mostly preyed upon i'm going to be something very cynical but uh, when's the last time you hung out with a scientist yep. and uh, you know he had any kind of the social skills or confidence or yep. ability yep. to kind of like introduce himself speak on a broad range of topics uh, without focusing I and mean, it's very myopic they're focused on what they're focused on and their yep. interest is only where they're at and you know the social awkwardness isn't just a stereotype it's a real thing one of the most brilliant I mean, uh,
2: uh, educations i've ever had in new mexico one day i was at a meeting and two phds explained to me they had done contract work for the labs and one of them i think had worked for the labs and they were saying and i was going on about technology transfer and all the corporate welfare in this state and how it never really seems for all these big brains in new mexico we don't really produce wealth here we don't have booming tech companies providing thousands of jobs and right. you know going public and offering all this wonderful opportunity and they they explained to me they were both i think one worked in like optics and one was a physicist and they said we We're professional scientists. You know, we're smarter than you are, D. Del Muscat. I don't contend. I don't think I don't contest that. You mean they have more aptitude. (laughs) But, But that was kind of the message. They were saying, we love to delve into studying a specific field. We can spend decades of our lives working on one little aspect of the scientific enterprise studying this. We're not interested in starting companies. We're not interested in economic growth. We have reliable jobs for the federal government that allow us to pursue these very narrow little areas that we pursue, and the idea that you can expect us to translate our work into economic development for the state is madness. And we haven't seen it happen for 80 years, so why, why do we assume it's going to happen? That's just not where they are mentally.
1: Why, A students work for C students.
2: Good point.
1: And B students work for the government. Steve, Steve Jobs
2: was a college dropout who took one course in calligraphy at uh, some college in Oregon. Okay, <laughs> and he was one of the greatest innovators and entrepreneurs of all time. We need more Steve Jobs types. We don't need more people working for Sandia Labs and, and Los Alamos. Jeff Bezos, uh, 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 MBA actually worked in the in, Bill in finance. Yeah, a uh, Harvard dropout. Yeah, yeah, Harvard dropout.
1: Facebook uh, Zuckerberg. Uh,
2: I believe he dropped out of Harvard before he graduated. Yeah. Richard Branson. Uh, high school dropout, I believe. <laughs> so, so at goes, least you have to finish high school. First. The list goes on and on and
1: on. YA students work for C students and B it students it work for the again? government. You Winston Churchill, right?
2: Yeah, I think so, yeah.
1: And Winston Churchill uh, uh, graduated last in his class.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: C students are just uh, smarter. You just need to understand that. I mean, it's just really easy. It's instinctual, too. I mean, I wouldn't say I was a C student. I definitely wasn't a B student. That's for sure. I mean, what was your GPA in your uh, in
2: your major? Do you remember? Oh boy! Come on. Um, I had a job in college. My focus. I did too. I worked forty hours a week. my I had this phen- phenomenal opportunity that came to me uh, to be a paid intern working in media analysis. And I really, I mean, I got all A's and B's in all my courses. I had one bad professor. I think I had one C plus. But my focus the last two years of college was just getting into the workplace. I was I was meeting William F Buckley. I, I was writing for our publications. Like yeah, I there had, you go. they offered me a job three times before I graduated. They said, "If you want to s- drop out and work full time for us, you can." So I just wanted to get out into the real world as quickly as I could. So that that was my priority.
1: Never apologize for that. That's uh, that's beautiful. Thank you, sir. Yeah, I was uh, three six in yeah three six in econ and three five six in in poli sci, both from the University of New Mexico.
2: So. Did you live in a dorm or did you just commute? Uh, I
1: lived in DeVargas for one. One uh, one semester, went to Lapo, hated my roommate. Um, La Posada was the mess hall where he oh, okay. went to go eat. And, I don't know. It's a terrible, terrible dorms situation. I lived in some of the oldest dorms that were there, but I was in and out. Uh, I lived with my grandparents, my nana and my tata, and uh, <laughs> and I worked 40 hours a week as a gym attendant. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. That's all I did. I was a gym attendant. Five I told you this story. 5.30 to 8.00, I worked in the morning. Then I, oh, uh, yeah, you, uh, that's right. Oh, yeah. 5.30 to 8.30, and then I uh, went to class, uh, you know, Tuesday, Thursdays was 9 to 12.15, then I went to Zimmerman, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Fridays was uh, 9 to 11.50, because those were the 50-minute classes, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, mm-hmm. and then I was uh, back working from 5 to 10 every single night, had my 40 hours.
2: I, I bang think, bang, Monday through Friday. You wanted to be out in the real world too. Like academia was not.
1: I loved college. I absolutely loved college. Uh, I did everything from, you know, soccer, played football at the University of New Mexico. I sang in the opera and the opera chorus. Uh, I did a lot of extracurricular. I did intern up in Washington D.C. Yeah, yeah. um, did you
2: do it all in four years, or did it take a couple? Of five years. Five years.
1: Yeah, okay. I took a semester off. Um, and then, you know, you have 132 hours, and then that's how I ended up getting my degree. I had two independent studies, one in poli-sci, one in econ, and studied nothing but Latin American economics and Latin American politics, and we had the Latin American Institute, which had some of the best, um, besides UCLA, I think Yale University, I'm trying to think of the top Latin American.
2: I hope you had a lot of Hernando de, de Soto, who was my man. Well,
1: we had a lot of development uh, economics okay. uh, focused on. Mostly, I've had this professor, Roberts, from he was a graduate of, of Stanford. Great guy, but I, I got to tell you, I mean, just soak in the, you know, socialist, communist, yeah. you know, what's wrong with the uh, hegemonic power oh, of uh We're of seeing the United results States. of
2: that now in our yeah. country. <laughs> well, we've got some
1: big stuff uh, happening tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow, we'll talk about Black Lives Matter, why Albuquerque is done instead of one, New York City, LA, Obama, and Hawaii, education and shutdowns. Epstein's throwing the latest good news, conservatives. More New Mexico Republican infighting and your texts and calls. Rudy, what did you learn today?
0: That perception is the devil of the day. They're never saying the truth. They're just giving you the perception. Believe it, America, or have the common sense that you have that God gave you. Make your decisions correctly.
1: Download our app, uh, abq.fmrockoftalk.com. As always, we appreciate you being here in the Kiva On the one and only Rock of Talk. AM 1600 KVA, 93.7 FM, the web, the app, rockoftalk.com. Big night uh, as the DNC uh, gets started. We'll be focused on Buck Sexton.